This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. <laughs> Hello and welcome to The Villain Was Right, the podcast where we look at movies and TV from the villain's perspective and dare to ask, were they really all that bad? I'm your host, Rebecca Reeds. And I'm your host, Craig Fay. And today we are joined by Tracy Hamilton. Hey, Tracy. Hello, hello. <laughs> yes, and we are covering the romantic comedy Hitch. Yeah, we're back on our Will Smith bullshit. We can't get away from him. We cannot escape. We can't get away from him. Well, it was weird because like I was like looking back on all the the things we did uh, last year, twenty twenty. I was just like, oh man, all those Will Smith ones were a lot of fun. (laughs) Oh my god, yeah. (laughs) As I was watching Hitch, my partner walked through the room and he was like, another one. (laughs) I was like, yeah, we can't get away from him. He has just done such a wide variety of kinds of movies there is just so much ground to cover yeah yeah he's inescapable uh tracy when we have a guest on we always like to ask them what their relationship is with this movie okay um have you watched it before did do you like it what's the vibe so i have never seen this movie up to this point yes yep yes we love that (laughs) we love that for like a sort of intentional reason it was like because everybody loved this movie so much that it, it put something in my mind of like, nah, blah, <laughs> like, I'm who better cares? than this. Yeah, yeah, I'm better than this. I'm not like all of you, <laughs> you movie sheep. <laughs> yeah. So uh, this was my very first time seeing it. Very exciting. Oh, very mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess for the people who haven't seen it, like Tracy, uh, like Rebecca, how would you describe the, the the plot of this? So basically, you have like a pickup or a professional pickup artist that tries to train other men to do the same thing, and he falls in love with this gossip columnist, and for some reason. This guy that shows up trying to get this his services is like slimy because he's like, no, dude, I only deal in love. And I'm like, no, you're a liar. You're just a liar. You're you're a liar. Um, so and then yeah, and then they get together at the end when he stops traffic. Like there's a lot of things in this movie where I find there's there's very little presence of villain. There is a villain, we have a villain, but he's he's in it for like 
a minute and a half? Would we guess time-wise? Yeah, like, I think yeah. maybe less. I think yeah. maybe a total of 45 seconds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's, he's not film. in this movie. And here's why. Because these two people are their own villains. Yes. Like, they literally, you literally do not need anything else in this movie. These two people are their own villains. They're bad people, and they deserve each other because they're both bad people. And that's my pitch. <laughs> <laughs> so, 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 interestingly enough, like, I agree that the, there's the sleazeball guy who just is like, I just want to sleep with her. Uh, he's like a villain in it. But I, I kind of pegged, again, the the movie's villain, who the okay. movie thinks is, and again, this is real light, is actually Eva Mendes. Agreed. Because I think the movie takes the perspective of if she just didn't publish her stories and understood, then there wouldn't be conflict. Yeah, that makes sense. That checks out, honestly. And... I just, I, I find it hard to defend a gossip journalist. Okay, like that's like a, it's like an oxymoron to me. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't, those two words do not go together. Okay, it just doesn't but make sense. But she takes her job so seriously. <laughs> she, she, she really feels like she's changing the world. I'm protecting. Uh, by reporting keeps, on who the other people are dating. Yeah, <laughs> I'm protecting these women. I'm yeah. like, what, by airing their dirty laundry for yeah. everyone to see? I don't think so. <laughs> this is not you know empowerment. You know what's worse than getting cheated on? Learning about being cheated on from a newspaper. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, shoot a girl in a text. You know what I mean? <laughs> DM me. Like, just slide into those DMs. You could send that privately. <laughs> I don't understand this. Will Smith, if I could just pitch why I, like... And I'm really going to argue against Will Smith for this whole time, okay? And I think if we're going from the perspective that Eva Mendes is the villain, then yes, I can defend her, okay? Because, like, I hate Will Smith's character in this movie. If we're viewing it from this perspective, okay? If, I'm, if, I'm, if I've got my feet up with a, you know what I mean, with a pop in my hand and some popcorn, this is fine, okay? Okay. <laughs> But Will Smith, one thing that drives me crazy is he keeps saying, he's a hypocrite, he keeps saying, women can smell bullshit. Now, here's some bullshit for you to give up. <laughs> it's the whole movie. They can smell lies, man. You got to be yourself. But like a different version of yourself, though, not this person. <laughs> yeah, agreed. No, he's terrible. Even just like the the first three minutes of the movie where it's just oh. his voiceover. Like, <laughs> I swear to God, like half my notes are just from the three minutes at the beginning. Oh, where he's kind of explaining what his deal is. Yeah, where he says, like, um, if a woman says no, like, if a woman says that, uh, like, she needs space or that she's, like, focusing on her career, she's lying to you. Oh, yeah. He's, oh, my God. A, she's <laughs> lying to you. She doesn't need space. She's not focusing on her career. What she's really saying is either get away from me, stupid, or try harder. Oh, that's what we oh, oh, yeah, no. Assuredly, no woman is telling you to try harder no. when she's like, I need space. No. If that's the message you hear in your head, shut it down. Shut it down. This isn't for you. Oh, my God. Yeah, such bad advice. Well, no, and, and, he gives it, terrible advice through the entire movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's not, I think, I'm trying to, I, I feel like even, there was even, one... 
What was the one thing? I was like, okay, Listen. I can kind of get behind the 90%, 10% thing. Because I was like, that, yeah. my friend, is consent. Yeah. That, yeah. You know they're just I mean? waiting to make That's sure consent. that she's cool That's, with it. Hey, you're, you're giving her a moment? I, kinda, I respect that, but that was pretty much the only thing he said where I was like, yeah. <laughs> well, it, it's interesting. Uh, so, like, obviously some of the advice is, like, really kind of sketchy and weird but like it, the entire movie for me it walked this weird line where like a lot of the stuff he was saying i felt like are things that people need to hear and like not necessarily evil well like like just going back over that first thing before like when it was like when women are telling you like they need space mm-hmm. and need time and stuff like that i was like oh this is not good and then he <laughs> made it i was just like oh this is like a really creepy vibe but then he immediately says but what they're really saying is no and i was like oh yeah, <laughs> that's something people need to hear. But then again, he follows it up with, or, you know, try harder. Exactly. Uh, yeah. And like, he has some other good advice where it's just like, when you're in the room with her, listen. And yeah. you're like, oh, oh yeah. Okay. So maybe, maybe if that's what you need to hear, that's gross. And like, I'm not going to defend the fact that like at its heart, he is a pickup artist, mm. but the way that the movie frames him, it's kind of like almost just like a relationship coach sort of but they they do this thing where they set up that he uses these skills professionally as being like basically a confidence coach for these like awkward fumbling people right who can't really manage their own relationships but then they establish very clearly that when it comes to himself that he uses all of those skills and all of those tricks to just bang hot women like when he's talking to his friend. Oh, uh, that's a gross scene. In the, it's in gross. The pool, and they're playing pool, right? And he's like, and his friend's like, oh, I remember when we used to like bang a bunch of chicks. And he's yeah, like, we used to bang these chicks right now. And then he like goes over to a woman who's in the middle of a conversation with people and hands her $20 and pretends that he thinks she's a waitress in order to yeah, lure yeah, her yeah. away from this group of guys. So it's things that he uses with his clients in maybe not such an evil way, but then for his own purposes, it is fully a trick where he's trying to do this whole bait and switch thing and just get Mm -mm. laid. Mm -mm. I'm not buying it. If you're not a bad guy, why do you have to hide? Why is your identity secret? If you're just a confidence coach, you would have your name on your business card. Okay. (laughs) Like, I'm sorry. That's what I'm saying. Okay. What you're doing is, is, is sketchy. Okay. You don't want to be identified Women are upset at your presence, okay? There is something wrong here. You stole a dog, okay? You stole a dog <laughs> I know. To, I know. <laughs> to orchestrate, okay, to orchestrate a scene where this woman thinks this man has literally, not even just like, I found your dog, which is kind of like, all right, I don't like this, okay? But it's better than pretending you you dove, dove in front of a car. Okay, risked your life and you're like, ha, that's how you get a woman. What, by starting your relationship with one of the biggest lies? Like, that's a huge lie. That's a really manipulative, yes. fucked up way to start a relationship with somebody. It's messed up. Very much, very I, much. Like, if say, he just, go ahead, in, Chris. No, in defense of that move, <laughs> that was one horny dog. It was, <laughs> That, that, that dog left the elevator because it saw a pretty lady. That was dog. Hit, that was that dog's choice to leave that elevator. He didn't he didn't lure the dog out of the elevator. The dog chose to leave the elevator. But 
<laughs> if if Hitch were to limit his advice and his like meddling in these people's lives to just advice like, hey, don't think about picturing her naked when you're when she's talking, like <laughs> because he gives that advice, which is good. Of like, yeah. hey, don't don't be in the fantasy. Just be with her in the room, you and that's a good thing. Or saying like, hey, don't be afraid to like give her a little space and wander a- away from her in the room. That kind of thing. If he just left it there, that'd be fine. If right. he didn't include advice like take her to the loudest part of the room so you can have a reason to touch the small of her back. Yeah, that yeah. Was, uh, oh. which was real advice. Uh, <laughs> the small of her back one. Gross, gross. And there were moments where I just started to pull my sweatshirt over my head. Just slowly, <laughs> it just started to rise over my face because I'm like, no, this is very bad. Bad advice, dude. And he keeps saying this thing where he's like, I just create opportunities. I'm like, these are lies. These are not opportunities. This is manipulation. (laughs) This is craziness. Okay. And I'm sorry. If you are a man and you have to pay someone to tell you that what women want is for you to listen, you just need a therapy session. That's what yeah. you need. You need to go catch, you need to read a book or something. You the fact yeah. that this man is being paid to be like, don't don't think about her naked the whole time. <laughs> I'm like, I also, I'm sorry, I don't I'm not convinced this is how all men think. Okay, no, like I, I just I, I think this is a very bad depiction of men. I'm like, I don't think men are walking around being like, I'm not saying some of them sure. Okay, I'm sure. Some some maybe. And I'm sure it flickers in your head, but I think it flickers in my head the same amount of times. <laughs> well well yeah, and like that's what I was gonna say is this this movie doesn't have a very uh uh nice view of what or uh, uh it doesn't think very highly of men let's put it that way where they're like you're fucking idiots like <laughs> like any man who's bad with women or bad in relationships somehow doesn't have motor control uh is just like stumbling over everything all the time like is actually physically awkward uh and then it's just like what i should listen to women it's like or i should not picture her naked or like it's it's just like all this all these skills that are required to make it in the world period. And they're like, Mm -hmm. men don't have these. (laughs) So it does not think very highly uh, of men, this movie. I also don't believe that any of these men, by the point that he leaves them would be able to continue these relationships. (laughs) Yes. Like he only, he only coaches them up to the third date. (laughs) 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 And then he just leaves them. And and these are, (laughs) these are people who have no no social skills at all. Uh, oh man. And uh, like some of these people seem so nervous that they surely will admit something at some point or yeah. stumble over their lies. Like they're not going to be as good at this <laughs> as he is. That's and an then they're point. Yeah. And then they're going to like let loose the, Oh, whoops. I hired someone to stalk you and then tell me where yes. you'd be and create an opportunity. There is an Odd <laughs> amount of stalking in this movie. There's a lot There's of a stalking. Lot of, what Whoa, is it about romantic does. comedies that romanticizes stalking so, <laughs> so much? So much romanticism of stalking. I have he, uh, he so, uh, deep charming stalks. or creepy here underlined and be like, ask Rebecca and Tracy. <laughs> like, I'm not sure. <laughs> Absolutely um, creepy. Everything um, is creepy. Jumping very quickly back to your point, Tracy, about uh, it's like it's only three dates. It's mm-hmm. like I just remember somebody. I think it was my brother-in-law just said this as a matter of fact. Uh, 
to me once and it blew my mind where he's like, well, I mean, you know, at a certain age, everyone's got interesting enough to fill two dates, right? Because everyone, everyone's lived a certain life That's so that really they have enough stories to fill, to fill two <laughs> dates. It's like the third date that you really have to like, oh, this person's boring or this person's uninteresting or not funny or uptight or like whatever it is will shine through. And I was just like, yeah, everybody does probably have two dates worth of good stories in them. You'd oh, be I mean, surprised. I'd say that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You'd be actually. surprised how many people are still capable of being very uninteresting mm-hmm. on a first date. Yeah. I've gone but, on a couple of dates where I've been like, nope, absolutely yeah, right? not. Jesus yeah, Christ. Right. But I also feel like uh, in in my experience, and Rebecca, I think you'll probably agree with this. We'll see. You don't need three dates to decide whether or not you like somebody. You need about 10 minutes. Mm. Mm, I okay like it's a lot of gut vibes and stuff and like just witnessing these men <laughs> like, mm. like the the guy who goes with uh, a date to the gallery who's like oh I don't like these shoes they aren't really me that guy seemed so terrified <laughs> that if I were on that date there's no way I'd be fooled there's no way that guy seemed scared out of his absolute mind you can definitely pick up on a vibe for sure but I will say I like agree and disagree because like definitely there have been moments in my life where yeah, but there's also been moments where I'm like, oh no, you're like, you're kind of just like, all right, this is like temporary. And then it turns mm-hmm. into like, oh no, you're not temporary. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. That's uh, true. Rats. <laughs> uh, an ex of mine once pointed out that she was so worried on our first dates because like there just became a point in the night where she thought I just got so disinterested in her that I just checked <laughs> no. out. And she's like, many years later, realized I just get tired at 10 p.m. <laughs> 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 and it's just like, oh, no matter what's happening, Craig just shuts down at a certain hour. That's so funny. But no, I, I just think this is like... I think he fundamentally gives the worst advice because the worst thing, and I, I've done this, okay, but, like, I think the worst thing you can do on the first couple dates is, you know, pretend. Yes. Okay, that's, like, so mm. bad because you're wasting your time. You're wasting their time. There's no point in doing this. Like, we have to – you should be really upfront with your shit. I'm not saying trauma dump or anything. Like, don't show up and be like, this is everything that's wrong with me. Mm. But, like, dress the way you would normally like to dress. Like, don't – you know what I mean? Like you can notch yourself up a bit, but there's a moment where it doesn't, it's not you anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yes. That being said, I did really like the advice of these shoes aren't me. It's like you, you bought these shoes. You're wearing these shoes. These shoes are you like, it's that confident to be like, go buy something fancy. Like don't just wear your cargo shorts and your, you know, your, uh, Led Zeppelin that. t-shirt to a, an art gallery. Yes. Uh, I think in the, in the context of that being specifically a date to a very fancy event where he has to be dressed a very certain way that that makes sense. But I think Rebecca is totally right in that if this is the one outfit like this, that this guy now owns yeah. and all of his other outfits are t-shirts and cargo shorts, then he wants to find a woman who's into t-shirts and cargo shorts. (laughs) He deserves that. Mm -hmm. Like when uh, that scene where Kevin James is waiting uh, for Hitch to meet him and he's sitting on the steps and he like spills mustard on his shirt and he spills his Coke and then like he bends over and his butt's in Hitch's face and stuff like that. The whole thing that I could was thinking the whole time was he should find a woman who looks at him in that moment and goes, yeah, that's the guy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's what he deserves. 
Which kind of ends up happening by it the end of the movie. It does end up happening, but, but, like, but also not in a very believable way. <laughs> but not because of any of Hitch's advice. No, that's, that's the true. thing. It's he gives him the advice of like, oh, don't be like, don't be clumsy like this. Don't dance like you want to dance. And then at the end, it turns out that she's like, oh, like, did you tell him to dance silly because I would like that and to spill mustard on his shirt to make me less nervous and. And all of a sudden, it turns out that all of the opposite of Hitch's advice is what actually worked on this woman. Yeah, true. true. Um, so he should get his money back. Yeah, dude. I mean, yeah, you gotta, sh- you gotta show who fee? you are. What's his fee? Oh, yeah. What well, is his fee? Well, Kevin James, like, they don't, they don't make a big point of this, but, like, based on what he's doing for a living in New York City, and, like, he's a wealth manager, basically, he's got to be pretty loaded. Yeah, he's making lots of money, for sure. Yeah. Oh yeah! Every time I I just wrote down the note of like, oh, these two, these poor rich people can't fall in love. (laughs) Oh no! (laughs) Because I'm I'm in love with an allergy medication, and (laughs) Allegra is her name. Yeah, which the whole time I'm like, was that an allergy pill when this movie came out? It was. It was. Okay. (laughs) I can't. Okay. I would like to just spend, I, I think we should spend some time on our side villain because I actually do want to kind of defend this man. Okay. Not completely. I think he's a D bag. Okay. He's absolutely a D bag. All right. Would not want to date this man. Would not want to meet this man. Okay. But I just don't understand why Will Smith's character finds it completely unreasonable that this man showed up and was like, I would like to sleep with this woman. You know what I mean? Get it out of my system. You're your business is this. I'm sorry. You don't get to, like, it's so crazy to me that he's like, no, like, I have ethics, man. It's like, no, you don't. <laughs> Shut up. I think his thing is that Hitch is like, oh, I only use my powers that way for me. Yeah. But like, if, if, if you're yes, paying me, yes, then you yes. have to love them. Oh. But if I'm doing it, oh. then I just want to fuck. Yes, applause. Tra- yes, that is a phenomenal point, and I'm so glad you made it. One thousand percent. Yes. This is only okay when I do it. Exactly. But uh, you see the way that he reacts in like if it it would be one thing if he just said, oh, sorry, man, I think you misunderstood what I do. Like I really in the business of setting up relationships. Mm -hmm. I don't really do one night stands. But the fact that he's like, oh, disgusted. (laughs) You should be ashamed of yourself for doing exactly what I do. Yeah. I rolled out of some woman's bed this morning. Like literally this morning. (laughs) How dare you cross this very fine line that I am currently straddling. Exactly. (laughs) Oh my God. Yeah. And I just think, okay, because my whole thing is, is that this guy's operation is sketchy. You don't know his name. It's completely based on referral. Like you get a card with a phone number. Okay. Can you imagine going to a back alley to buy something? And that man being like, excuse me, (laughs) I'm not above this peasant. You know what I mean? Just like having some offense to what you've asked for. You know what I mean? Like, Hey man, I'm here to buy a watch. And it's like, Oh my God. I, I, I only sell pocket watches. Okay, yeah. I'm a man of, of, of distinctive taste. You know, it's just not, that's not how this works, man. We're in a back alley. Okay, you gave me a card without your name on it. It's not insane for me to think you can help me out and hook me up with this woman I want to bang. Okay, yeah. I'm not saying this is a good man, but I'm saying those expectations are fair. Okay, they are also, beyond like, fair. <laughs> they, they try to keep it seeming like what he's doing is sort of innocent with like, oh, like it's all about the first kiss and stuff. But with that art gallery guy, 
after the first kiss, he immediately wakes up in this woman's bed. <laughs> yeah. Like he fully shows that this guy got laid on the third date as a result of Hitch's advice and through none of his own. That this is he has not even left Hitch's like services yet. Um, and he has ended up in bed with this woman. So yeah, completely yeah. <laughs> reasonable for that man to think that that's what he does because it seems like that's exactly what he does. <laughs> Yes, the dog's the worst for me. I just keep thinking, the dog upsets me so much. And that's in the first, like, literal three minutes of this film. And you're like, oh, this is the hero of this movie. No. Okay, and something... Something I would like to defend for our our main love interest, okay, is that she actually has gone through some very real trauma, okay? And I'm not mm-hmm. saying being cheated on is not real. It it, it it leaves scars. It affects you. But in your state, when somebody tells you that and you're like, yeah, yeah, I know, I know exactly what you mean. <laughs> and then afterwards, try and backtrack and be like, well, I guess it's not dramatic, that, as dramatic that I got cheated on but you, your sister, you watched your sister almost die when you were a yeah. child. Same, same. You know what I mean? Like, it just brings <laughs> up the same emotions. You could understand that, couldn't you? And it's like, well, mm, I disagree. I, speaking of, I once, uh, when I was in uh, acting uh, class, I uh, I did this monologue about this, like, relationship that really, like, tore me up or whatever, you know, like, the early 20s kind of thing. And uh, my acting teacher who has been a previous villain of the week. Of podcast, <laughs> so like, that's how I feel about him is uh, he was like, you know, you know, we all have our own personal nine 11s. And I was like, Whoa, that is not the level that no. we're at at all. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't digging that deep. Okay. I mean, this hurt me, but God, oh my God. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, this, is, this is like 2007, man. Whoa, so oh fresh. my god! <laughs> <laughs> I will say one time uh, that just reminded me. So I was hanging out with. Uh, I used to be in an improv troupe. Oh man, that's a sentence. Anyway, used to be in an improv troupe, and we're all standing around. And this guy tells his story. I can't remember exactly what the story was, but it was just like something that was upsetting him. And this, and we're just all silent afterwards. And one of the improv guys just looks at him and he's like, yeah, that's just about the darkest day September has ever seen. And I was like, oh my God. Oh my God. Oh, we have got to stop comparing things to that. <laughs> I think, I think, I don't know. Anyway. Hey, speaking of, uh, big terrible events remember when uh, he stalked her so bad that he found out her great grandfather's oh. name who turned out to be a serial killer Jesus Christ. <laughs> or, or, or war criminal we don't know <laughs> it could have been war criminal <laughs> the, the butcher <laughs> like that did that come out of left field for anybody that's a lot that seemed to me like that whole scene where she's like, oh, he's a serial killer. You know what it made me think of? It made me think of that. What movie is it? I think it's Gremlins where she's talking oh, about yes. how her dad died. And was like, yeah, we found him in the chimney dressed up as Santa. And I'm like, what the fuck just happened? Why are we doing this? Like, <laughs> This is so this is so out of character for this movie. Like, it, yeah, was, it was it was a shock. That moment, it was, it was, 
<laughs> a surprise. I w- before they even revealed the fact that he had been some kind of murderous monster, I was already significantly creeped out by the fact that her great-grandfather doesn't share the same last name as her even. Mm. Um, so mm-hmm. Hitch really did some deep diving on her family tree yeah. for this first date. Yeah, yeah. but not I enough at the same time. So creeped <laughs> out. Yeah, so creeped out. He didn't, he, yeah, that's a lot of effort to go to and then not finish reading the Wikipedia article. <laughs> yeah, like the the steps this man goes through, like at no point am I convinced that she should fall for this is the thing that I'm having a problem with. Because, yeah, so you've got the the main of... Okay, so so he sends her a walkie-talkie instead of calling her or emailing her or DMing her or something. You know what I mean? There's a lot of different ways we could do this. A letter, maybe? A note, even. That could be cute. You send her a walkie-talkie, and then you send her, like, a wetsuit. Okay, just, I think, really to show, to ball out, I guess, to be like, yeah, I could just throw money around, that's chill. Um, Because, like, if somebody spent that much money on a first date with me, I would nope out of that so fast. I'm like, no, man. Honestly, and I don't know if this is just, I I, maybe it's just because I'm a poor bitch, I don't know. But, like, if you take me somewhere too nice on a first date, I don't want to date you anymore. Oh, me too. It it makes me physically uncomfortable. I feel yes. physically uncomfortable the whole time. I don't know what fork I'm supposed to use. Can we just go to a taco stand? Yes. Okay, like, it's just, <laughs> just please. <laughs> like, for the love of God. You know what I mean? I'm stressed. Okay, then, <laughs> then they go, <laughs> then, then they hit it, okay? He knocks her out, <laughs> which, okay, uh, f- an accident, fair enough. Okay, I could find that as a charming story. That could be kind of cute. Okay, I kind of get that. But then you arrive, you go to private tour to show me my my great great grandfather's signature on a first date. <laughs> yeah. No, That's thank you, sir. You? That's a pretty good one year anniversary. Yeah, I was gonna say. I was gonna say. Like, <laughs> yeah. You you pitch that to me at a three month anniversary. First of all, no three month anniversary. Are you insane? Okay. <laughs> high, we in high yeah. school. What are we counting weeks here? No, thank you. Okay. I don't think so. And secondarily, I, it would still be too much at that point. Six months, doesn't matter. You got to reach, like, I think, personally, for my own tastes. And again, I come from a British background, so that might have something to do with it. But I, uh, no, thank you. Okay, no, thank you. That is way too personal and intimate. Okay. He's, He's all about that, though. He's all about the too soon, way too much. Uh, Even though he, that's his whole advice to everybody else is, like, don't come on too strong, that kind of thing. He, at the end, oh. he's chasing her down, <laughs> and she's in the car with what turns out to be her brother-in-law. He jumps on the roof of the moving car and hangs on while screaming at her through the sunroof. Mm-hmm. They've been on three dates. <laughs> yeah. Three. Yeah. This is like a guy who's going to be real chill when I have to go to St. St. Louis for a week yeah. for business, right? Like, <laughs> oh, he's going to yeah. be fine with the fact that we're not in the same city. Yeah. yeah. Also, oh. with the way that he sets up that Ellis Island date, there's so much manipulation and skeeziness just in the, before they even get on the sea dues. <laughs> like... walkie-talkie is a clear manipulation based specifically on her that the reason why he chooses a walkie-talkie and sends it to her work also is because he wants everyone in the office to hear because he wants them to pressure her into going 
because he yeah. thinks that if he reaches her on her own, that she'll say no. So he's got to make it super public so that everybody hears how charming he is mm-hmm. and then talks her into doing it. And then when they, the wetsuits made me furious, oh, I was so mad. I was like <laughs> I was so mad pacing in my room <laughs> when they brought out the wetsuits because he showed he's wearing his, which is a full wetsuit. And then he gives her one that is shorts and lots of cleavage and it's sleeveless. And he's like, oh, you don't want to wear your regular clothes. You're going to be cold. And then he gives her half a wetsuit. <laughs> I think what I would like to pitch here is that nobody on the planet, no one, okay, on the planet is going to an island with a stranger (laughs) for their first date. This is dating 101. I don't know if you know this, Craig, okay? But if you're dating as a woman, okay, there are certain rules. Rule number one, public, okay? (laughs) Very, very public, okay? If I don't know you. There's the Coast Guard out here. What are you talking (laughs) about? You know what I mean? Like, I just kept thinking, it's not the exact same thing, but I just kept thinking of, um... It's always sunny in Philadelphia where they're like, yeah, you got to get the women on the boat. The implication. (laughs) I was like, no, no, like, no, thank you. Okay. There's (laughs) reasons. There's rules. Okay. You text your friend. This is his license plate number. Yeah. Okay. Like there's things you do. Okay. If you don't know that person, you, there, (laughs) you don't get picked up. I I don't know. I, maybe I'm crazy, but you just, you certainly don't go to an island alone with a man for the first time. And then his CD breaks down. I don't buy. Very insistent. That was very insistent Mm -hmm. that he drive. She's (laughs) like, it's fine, just get on the back of mine. And I'll he's like, no. Mm -hmm. I'd be like, okay, so we're turning this around. And also call the I 100 percent would not believe that he had not planned his breaking down so that they could sit on the same sea do together and one of them has to wrap their arms around the other one's waist. Mm-hmm. For I, sure that was planned. I did think that, and then the movie didn't make a The movie didn't address it. it, and I think it was supposed to fall into the, like, oh, he's trying to do his usual stuff, but he's fumbling all over the place with her. Um. And, like, that that was supposed to be another example of that. But I could 100% see this man not putting gas in his so that his yeah. would break down. Also, did, did they just leave the sea do in the yeah, middle of that's, that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, what they just abandoned what the absolute dicks. Oh man. No. <laughs> Furious. Like, that's a level of money spent on a first date I'm not no. comfortable with. It's yeah. one thing to pay and have me come on a sea do and then go for a private tour of an abandoned island, but <laughs> you absolutely mm. do not just be like throw out my sea do. <laughs> throw, throw it away. It's empty. <laughs> I love that that like because everyone's got their first date story, right? Where they're like, oh, you know, we met up for coffee or like, you know, we, you know, we knew each other's friends. So we like grabbed a drink and it turned into something more. It's like, yeah, on our first date, we scuttled a seat. <laughs> <laughs> the owner was pissed. <laughs> we didn't even drop the other one at the other, the same dock. We went to the other side of Manhattan. He had to drive yeah. that thing all the way through. It just left it right in the middle of the Hudson. <laughs> also, that really grossed me out. The idea that like a Sea-Doo in the Hudson or yeah, East River, gross. I don't know which river they're in, mm. but like New York a- Harbor. Any New York water. No thanks. <laughs> <laughs> no, dude, that is also, so messed well, up. Well, she shows up fully dressed in like a nice outfit and heels and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, where does all of that go? You make this woman unpack all of her clothes. Like, you don't even give her the wetsuit in advance. Uh, so that she can yeah. arrive already dressed, like you make her change at the beginning of the date. It's a, it's a whole thing. There's 
there's it's, just many problems. It's super weird. I, I will say one thing I did like about this movie is it was very believable in how the dates went wrong. Mm-hmm. Like in mm-hmm. so many other romantic comedies, they're like, oh my God, like I'm here at the same time as somebody else and I got to pretend to be two different <laughs> people and I'm running around. Or I, I got shot in the leg by a police yeah. horse and now I got to pretend <laughs> like I'm not like a police horse. <laughs> <laughs> You know what I mean? No, like yeah. You've yeah. seen that movie. Like, maybe yeah. not those elements all together, but it's it's there. Whereas this one, like... <laughs> I really want to watch the police horse yeah. movie. Oh, so do I. Uh, but this I one, like that. This one, like, very... Like, so the kicking her off the sea like... Uh, 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 Assuming that the sea-doo is not as creepy as it is, it's like if you went on a date where you're okay with being on a sea-doo, that is something that could possibly happen. Um, and very specifically, the allergy scene. I think mm-hmm. that is mm-hmm. the most realistic yeah. as <laughs> date has suddenly gone dramatically different that I've seen in any movie. Because like that could happen to any one of us, right? I guess. I think, first of all, that if you had an allergy that severe, you would probably be aware of it. Mm. Um. But also, they don't seek any medical attention. Yeah, that's a problem. Uh, yeah. he, he, drink, he drinks a full bottle of children's Benadryl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that's it. Uh, yeah. No, I'm not buying it. You know what I mean? That's for an itch on your throat. That's no, you, not... need to, like, you need to go to the hospital and get like an EpiPen administered <laughs> like this. It's serious. It, did, it bothered me they didn't go to the hospital. Mm-hmm. Uh, not a bad move to go for the Benadryl if it's easily available. Yeah, yeah but like, for sure. That, but that then was take a, crazy... a casual walk around yeah, the yeah, fountain. Yeah. They That's clearly a... w- w- made a stop to find a straw for him. <laughs> you, <laughs> got, you got minutes with the yeah, way this like, guy has mm. swelled up. Yeah, no, I, if we want, okay, so if we want to defend Sarah as our villain, okay, mm-hmm. there's a lot of points where I think she's absolutely correct. Um, insisting to know that, so to go back to the water scene, insisting to know where she's going is not her being a stick in the mud. Okay. That is, that is like just basic safety. That's basic. Just like life. I need to know where we're going. Also Um, basic navigation. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Her losing it being like, you lied to me. You didn't tell me who you were. Valid. Valid. She, he knows who she is the entire time. She does not lie to him. She does not try and trick him. What she's doing the entire movie is her job. Okay. Mm-hmm. She finds things out like just through her work, not because she's actually trying to actively investigate this man. Okay. Everything he does is active investigation. She's like, I'm just doing my job. This is my job. Okay. Um, he shouldn't be on the clock for his own relationship. That's very strange. Okay, it's not good. I think, although I hate the scene where they're th- like when they're literally throwing things at each other. I'm like, yeah. Throwing, so we're like, just gonna salad and stuff at each other. Like I understand that like this isn't to hurt, but this is like this is abusive. Like this is not, and we shouldn't start but our relationship here. You should you should remember the valuable advice uh, that Hitch gave at one point earlier, where he said, "In case you didn't go to high school, remember that hitting is a good thing." Oh. oh yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> gross. No, don't think so. Very gross. Also, like at at the end ish, when she confronts him about it and she's like, oh, like, you lied to me, blah, blah, blah. And like, you helped this guy fuck my friend and then leave her. 
and stuff. He throws a big tantrum, gets really offended and really mad, but doesn't correct her about the guy that he actually didn't work mm-hmm. with um, until he's just storming out of the door. So him getting so mad about that is completely unreasonable because what what she is coming to him with is, hey, is like this is what I found out that this guy tried to get your services. So this is the information I'm working with, and mm-hmm. it would be completely reasonable with that information for her to have this impression. And regardless of whether or not you hired that guy, you've been lying to me this whole time <laughs> and manipulate trying badly, admittedly to manipulate me and all this stuff. It's completely valid that she's angry, but Mm -hmm. he makes her feel like, oh, you're a terrible person for believing that I would help that guy fuck somebody (laughs) like I've only done for myself. Yeah. (laughs) Can't believe you don't believe me just because I've been lying to you the whole time. (laughs) That you thought that I would help that guy fuck your friend the way that I'm trying to fuck you. I can't believe you would think that about me. Yeah, and also, who has a dispute? I just, I don't understand this idea of, like, we're just going to have a scene. These people just always want to have a bit of a scene. And I'm like, this is not healthy behavior. You can't have a scene in this nice restaurant where people are speed dating and trying to make something happen. This isn't a McDonald's, sir, okay? You take your business to a fast food restaurant like the rest of the population, okay? You can scream in there. We've all accepted this as a society. Okay, it's ridiculous. I'm very, I was very upset for these people. <laughs> I for the second don't... time in the podcast, Rebecca's like, "Take me to a taco truck. Take me to a taco stand." <laughs> <laughs> that's where first dates happen, and that's where arguments happen. There are rules. Okay, there are rules in society, and we should be following these rules. <laughs> No, I think also, this woman is so yes. is just avoiding red flags. The fact that they end up together, really hard he to throws right himself on a car and then gives, I'm sorry, the worst speech about love I've ever heard. I was like, that would not convince me at all. Especially okay. after three dates, people. Oh, three dates. Yeah, been Will on three Smith could have had his shirt off during that speech and I still wouldn't have went. You know what yeah. I mean? I still would have been like, it's a pass for me, thanks. Yeah. It's weird. Also, That's actually where I checked out in the movie where I was just mm-hmm. like, uh, I, I don't care about the reconciliation part of this movie. Like the rest of it, I found entertaining enough and I actually laughed at a couple of points mm-hmm. and then I was just like, yeah, yeah. And they're going to get together. But like, I have no invested interest in this. Right. Like, you know why? Because they have not set up at any point that the two of these people actually have anything in common or had a conversation. Chemistry. Like, in theory, <laughs> we watched their ho- their whole dating experience, all three of their dates. Mm. <laughs> and for one of them, she was knocked almost unconscious uh, and then ran off crying about her murderous great-grandfather. <laughs> then on the next one, he was all drugged up on Benadryl for most of the date. Like, they barely even had a conversation. And then after three dates, he's jumping on the roof of her car and saying, I love you. Yeah. Well, you were supposed to believe it because they're like, look at them. They're both hot. Of course they're supposed to be together. Look yeah. how hot they are together. Like, they did a good job of setting up um, a, a Claritin and uh, Al's relationship. <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> that, like, I believe that they have a connection. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I believe yes, yes. that they get along. <laughs> I believe that they should be together. I'm happy to get together at the end. Will Smith and Eva Mendez, I have no stake in that 
in that relationship at all. I I, yeah. I kind of was rooting for them, but I think now that you mention it, it's because they're hot. I yeah. think that's the. <laughs> yes, it was just, it, we want the two hot people to be in love with each other. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like Kevin James's character, I find him, mind you, I just find him charming as an actor. I yeah, find I like whatever he's in, I'm like, I kind of. Like, I kind of, I like it. There's something about it. You have a nice face or something. I can't pinpoint it. I don't know why I like it, but I'm like, eh, this is good for me. I like this. Mm-hmm. Well, but, it's just something in his vibe. Yeah. Well, what bothered me about Kevin James's character is, it is the premise of the relationship to begin with, where he goes, I haven't, I don't really know her. I haven't really talked to her. We don't really have a pre-existing relationship other than this, like, very tertiary mm-hmm. tangential kind of thing where like she work she's a client of the company I work for and I've been in the same boardroom as her. Mm. Like, it's true. That he has me, very little to go on other than she's rich uh, and hot. Right. And, no, no. and she's a celebrity okay. and all the rest. But he I'm, he's like, I love her. I think about her every morning. Like to yeah. me that's at, at that point, it's very like, I don't think you can okay. love somebody no. if you've had that little interaction. Listen, let me defend this one, one for All just right. one, one point that I would like to defend. Um, I believe workplace is always different. Okay, when you are in a workplace with somebody, okay, even if you don't communicate that much, okay, very little, whatever, if you're kind of just in the same area, there's like this phenomenon that happens to some people where you just because you see them all the time and you're at work and you're bored or whatever it is, these relationships start forming either in your head or out, so outwardly, whatever. There's a reason why people hook up at work, okay? And you are, we're always told, we're always told not to, okay? Oh, comedians. That's the first piece of advice I give comedians when they're like, what, what would be your advice in entering comedy? I say, don't fuck comedians. Yeah. My friend, and they, and, but none of them follow it. None of them, you know what I mean? Nobody follows this advice and there's a reason for that because if you're constantly around people, you start to make connections maybe where there aren't any because you're bored and you have time or whatever it is. It's just circumstantial. I kind of will buy into that i I, and I agree 100 yeah. percent with that premise rebecca but mm-hmm. they have established very clearly that they don't even have that it's not even like um kevin james and react in here have worked <laughs> on the same uh same project together or he was assigned to be like her one-on-one liaison it's like it's literally that he's in a, asked to attend a meeting that she's in every three four months it's it's there's zero basis for a relationship here like she doesn't even know his name when they start. Like that's oh, no, nuts. I'm not saying okay. I'm not saying there's not base. I I do agree with you that I don't think there's a huge base for a relationship, but I I disagree in saying that it, it's impossible for this guy to be in love with this woman. I think that I I, I absolutely buy into that one thousand percent. One thousand percent. Obsessed and infatuated with. Oh her. yeah, I don't yeah, think yeah. You can say that that's love. Oh, but I think yeah. we're painting with a really broad brush in this movie. Okay, I don't think we need to start being too picky on what's infatuation or love. Okay, because the whole thing starts falling apart, man. The whole thing. Don't look at it too closely. Okay, it doesn't work. Watch this movie like you watch a magic eye poster. Just exactly. You yeah, just kind of like. Just look Focus. Focus. Unfocus yeah. your eyes and look through it, not at it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just <laughs> look at Kevin James dance and and have some fun, I guess. <laughs> 
but yeah, no, there's no, I believe that relationship so much more than Will Smith and uh, yes. Eva Mendes. I and do. Infinitely. <laughs> once they get together, it works a little better because you see that they do have things in common. But I was mm-hmm. just like, that's such a shot in the dark. Like, I, I don't know. <laughs> I think it's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of like chance. Yes. It there, happens where it's like into It happens bits. that she's into it. And that she is into these things. I do think, like, who knows? We haven't seen the boardroom before this point, right? True. Maybe these maybe these meetings are pretty frequent. Maybe they've been going on for years. Maybe she talks a lot in these meetings, and so mm-hmm. he's gotten a pretty good idea of what she's like. True. Um, she obviously has no idea who he is, but we establish very clearly that she feels a genuine connection with who he actually is as a person. True. Um, all that Eva Mendez likes about Hitch is that uh, he messes up a lot so she doesn't have to worry about what's going to go wrong. <laughs> yeah. That's what she finds appealing about him is literally just that he fucked a bunch of things up and she expects men to fuck up. So she's just relieved that it seems to be out in the open. It's it's like get it over with kind of thing. Yeah, that's Bye. not love. It's <laughs> To me, <laughs> it was like... Watching two people that had never really gotten that close to anybody in a while, and they were like, oh, we had one deep conversation, yeah, and this is it. And it's like, well, that's got to have a couple more, I think, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He before we even, seal the he deal. He won't even reveal anything about himself um, because he's so guarded. Oh, yeah, and he does sort everything of like, until oh. the end, but he doesn't even at the end. I'm he never going to love you. about anything. <laughs> Yeah. At, at the end. It's not like maybe I would feel a little differently if we had gotten a speech from him where he had said, like, oh, I fell in love with this woman when I was young and she ended up cheating on me because I came on too strongly. And now I have these walls up about this stuff. If he had like explained, like they've sort of shown us to be the explanation in the movie, if he had said any of that to her, but he doesn't. He's just like, I like you and I'm really nervous and there's no me behind this door. (laughs) (laughs) There is another point I'd really like to bring up because when they're fighting, when they have that whole, like we're throwing food at each other or whatever, there's something that's so wild to me where they're like, Oh, this is like passionate because Will Smith does something that I'm like, that's, that's like a huge red flag. When somebody starts arguing with you and then they, they're upset, so they'll bring up something just to make you upset. It's not a part of the argument. It's an insult, and it doesn't work. And he's like, you're, you're basically brings up that her great-great-grandfather was a serial killer while they're having an argument. I'm like, okay, so you use the only thing that you know that you could load yeah. in your gun. The second you get the opportunity to, you know, pop that barrel off, he does. And I'm like, that's, that is so, oh, man, that's not. And people are like, oh, it's, it's like, it's, it's passion because we're arguing no. no that's like that's a that's a huge huge red flag if somebody's doing that to you if you're a listener right now and you're like <laughs> oh that, that happens to me run yeah. <laughs> okay run this isn't healthy or at least explain that this is not good okay this cannot happen you can't do that i think we established very clearly that hitch has some serious rage issues and a lot of very complicated feelings around women. Yeah. That the- <laughs> he does not work through. We don't see him cross that bridge mm-hmm. where he comes to realize any of this stuff. He just comes to the realization that if he tries to drop the walls a little bit, Eva Mendes is more likely to fuck him. 
That's all it is. And like, uh, yeah. There's, okay. Oh, it makes me so mad. <laughs> there's, a, there's one Years more point. Years of therapy later, <laughs> dot, dot, dot. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. if I were Eva Mendez and he jumped on the roof of my car and then gave that very half-hearted, like, <laughs> speech, I would be like, that's so great. I'm so glad that you're realizing these things about you yourself. Go find a therapist. And I would love to go on a date with you in five years. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He, he does something as well that really bothers me. And it's right. It's close to the top of the movie when he's hanging out with his uh, brother-in-law, which we find out later is his brother-in-law. Um, and he's like, Oh no, like, let's just go talk to them. Like they're, they're checking out these women. And he's like, Come on, dude. Like, we can have a conversation. They're people. They're people. We can have a conversation. I'm like, you are being the worst friend right now. You're not being a friend, okay? Because if it's like you're trying to be a good person, you know what I mean? Like, say you were, you you stopped smoking. You were like, I'm never going to smoke again. It's bad for me, okay? It's bad for me, and I don't want to do this. And this guy's just being like, come on, man, just smell it. Just yeah. smell it. Just let me smoke this cigarette right beside you and just smell it. Like, don't even, I'm not even going to walk across the room to do it over there. I want to do it right in front of you. And I want to lead you right, right to the edge, right to when you want it. And it's Very like, that's much. not, that's, that's exactly not, that's, that's, how, I, that's how I feel in charge. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. like, he, his brother-in-law looks over and checks out these women yeah. and is like salivating over them. Like, oh, I wish, I wish I could. Yeah. Ugh. To your sister, and then, and then and then Will Smith is like, "Let me bring them over here and let's talk to them, and then I'm going to bring them both back to my apartment." Oh, oh, like, did, did I miss that? That's his brother-in-law. What yes, it's it's mentioned like like three quarters of the way through the movie where he says, "My he was my old roommate in college. He married and then my he sister. Married my sister." Yeah. He says, like, oh, I had uh, a roommate, but he married my sister, which yeah, is unnecessary information that didn't need to be included and it's just at a all, and he could have just been a friend, and that would have yeah. changed absolutely nothing about the movie. But. It didn't, because it didn't, that's what I thought for the whole time, and I was like, it's really weird that Michael Rappaport is in this one scene, and we never I see know. him again. The only and it's thing also weird that they did. introduce the, the sister and the uh, brother-in-law right at the end, too. I was like... Do you know, have no, no. other yeah. characters who could do this? Like, why, why are we introducing characters in the last five minutes of the movie? Anyway, I think the only thing that did was make Will Smith grosser. Like, that's the only thing that did was like, oh, not yeah. only is it just like your buddy that you're egging on. Yeah, it's your it's like, sister's husband. Uh, uh, <laughs> can't pull my sweater over my face fast uh. enough. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Gross. Anyway, uh, I think I honestly think Sarah, uh, Sarah, the care, the, the main love interest, she can do better. She was right to to not want to date this man um, through the whole movie. The only place she's wrong is when she submits, I guess. And that, that's kind of what I want to call that. <laughs> yeah, I would I would say, yeah, it's it's it's. The, the movie kind of puts it on her that like, well, she wouldn't have been reacting this way if she if she just mm. done the work mm. and dug a little deeper. And I was like, you don't have to like yeah. the, the surface level information you have is enough to walk away. Yeah. Like even if she had dug a little deeper and what she discovered was like, oh, OK, so you didn't work with this guy. But all the rest that I already knew, that's still you. Yeah, I'm still not OK with that. Yes. Like yeah, it, it doesn't really change much. Yeah. The other thing I, I'll, I'll say just as my final thoughts on this movie is there is a version of this movie that is far grosser. 
Um, <laughs> yes, fair enough. <laughs> and uh, I, I wrote that down because it's like, because, you know, things walk a line in this. Like, you know, and this came out 2006 mm-hmm. or whatever it was. So, like, you know, we've also progressed there. But, like, it does intentionally try and walk a line. So I was like, there is a worse movie version of this exact movie. And uh, as soon as I thought of that, I remembered that they made this movie and we've done it on the podcast. I know it is my best friend's girl. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. I was was literally mentally gearing up to say that. I was like, if Craig doesn't say it, I'm going to say it for sure. Yeah. Oh, Oh, yeah. Which we tricked tricked ourselves into doing. Oh, I don't know how that <laughs> happened. I can't. Oh, I like literally. I feel like that portion of my brain has been blocked from the rest of my brain. I hate that was the worst movie experience. Um, anything else we wanted to say about uh, Hitch before we move? No, on? just to circle back one more time. I don't think it's insane for a gross guy to go to another gross guy. <laughs> I just that's that. I don't. I don't think he's defensible outside of that. I think he's a really gross man. I don't like him. But as far as our side villain goes, I'm like, he was right to call you. <laughs> like he was just right to call you. <laughs> yeah, you could have. He could have been a calmer conversation where he mm. said, "Oh, sorry, you've misinterpreted." Yeah, this stuff for sure. Uh, yeah, I think Eva Mendes could absolutely do better, and is very much settling at the end of this movie where she's like. Clearly realizing, oh, even this guy who I thought would only let me down in these ways where he kicks me in the face on a sea do is actually letting me down in these other ways. But who cares? <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> and uh, he learns barely anything. He doesn't actually learn any coping mechanisms. He doesn't actually open up at any point in the movie. He only realizes that opening up might be more effective. He doesn't actually <laughs> learn how to do it. He just learns that it would be more effective. I will say, though, that given the time that this movie came out, it is less rapey than I would think. <laughs> that's, yeah. That's, Put that I on the DVD to, cover. Yeah, yeah, the sticker, that's what I was picturing, too. Just a sticker on it. Less rapey than you would think. Tracy Hamilton. The Tracy Hamilton. Rated PG-13 for mild sexual content and rated by Tracy Hamilton. Less rapey than you think it's going to yeah. be. <laughs> Oh man, <laughs> that should be a rating though, especially if it's more, <laughs> more, more rapey than, than I thought. thought. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely want that one. Yeah, yeah, I would love that. That would be very effective for me in my life. Um, well, I guess it's time. Uh, is it? Yeah, it's time for us to uh, rank our villains. Um, yeah. I, I, I ranked. I ranked the person that I thought was the most villainous, which is our side villain. Um, I can't. I'm not even going to give him a name. I'm just what Spiky. I don't know. He looked horrible. He looks like every asshole you see in every movie. Uh, very generic asshole. I and my rating is uh, words that don't go together because gossip journalism bothered me so much. Um, so I'm going to give this guy. Uh, um, from a gourmet hot dog to healing crystals, I'm going to give him a flavored condom. Um, <laughs> you are not for me. I do not know who's buying you, but you must be for someone. <laughs> what do you got, Tracy? <laughs> um, I'm going to rate Hitch because I think that even though na- from the narrative perspective, he's not intended to be the villain mm. that he is constantly getting in everybody's way. 
um, and is arguably one of the most villainous people in the film, regardless of the 45 seconds that we spent with that other guy. <laughs> um, so on a scale from neckbeard to the game, um, I would give him a purple fedora. <laughs> very nice. Very um, nice. Cause, yeah. Because he's got some flair. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's got some flair. He's got some flair. Like, you might ask him a couple questions. Yeah. I like that a lot. Um, So I did, uh, we all did different villains. That's really interesting. So I did Eva Mendez, who uh, I think, you know, the movie thinks is a villain. I think she's fine. Uh, But I I, I rated her on the, uh, the, um, Kevin James gets a hot wife scale. I <laughs> <laughs> love it. Uh, so on a scale of Kevin James had a hot wife in King of Queens uh, to Kevin James had a hot wife in Kevin Can Wait, his, uh, his other sitcom. Uh, I'm going to give uh, Eva Mendez a Kevin James had a hot wife in Grown Ups 2. Uh, <laughs> maybe your initial reactions are wrong, but those, and maybe there's a good explanation as to why it is. But uh, why subject yourself to that? <laughs> Just walk away. You know you don't like it in the first place. <laughs> um, and before we get to our heroes and villains of the week, uh, just a couple ways uh, that you guys can help the podcast. Um, so if y- you are listening and you enjoy it, uh, by all means, please hit subscribe on whatever podcast service you're using. Uh, and if you if if you really do enjoy us, uh, why not throw a quick uh, one sentence review into the into iTunes or whatever you're using. Um, it really helps the algorithm uh, and helps people find find us and discover us. We've had lots of messages of people who've discovered us that way. So if you can do that, uh, thank you so much. And if you want to get in touch with us, um, we take audience suggestions. We, we respond to you guys. We love hearing from you. Uh, you can get in touch with us a couple ways. On uh, Twitter is our main one, VWR Podcast on Twitter. We're also on Facebook, The Villain Was Right. And we do have email. Remember email, it still exists. Uh, <laughs> easiest the way to actually keep track of what, what you sent us. It's villainwasright at gmail.com. And uh, if you have a couple bucks, as always, financially, we got Patreon, baby. You know it. You want to throw us some cash? Do it. We encourage you to. If you don't want to, also chill. As we always say, we are non-judgmental here. Okay, you're all the same, but Patreon will listen to you a little more. Uh, So (laughs) if you have any suggestions, uh, we've got poll. We've got a audience choice every month uh, that our Patreons vote on. So if you want to have a little more say in what we're covering, um, or if you want uh, to check out a couple of loosey goosey bonus episodes, we're just hanging out. (laughs) We're talking about movies we like this month. We're doing uh, Son of Rambo is uh, Craig's pick, and my pick is TBA. We're gonna figure it out. So you can look forward to those episodes. And uh, yeah, now we, it's time. Oh, I, I will oh. mention, uh, mention very quickly that we do uh, <laughs> now have annual subscriptions. So if you're a, a oh. patron and you want to pay once in the year, we've now set that up on Patreon. So so you can go ahead and do that. So just a little FYI there. And now, sorry. No, it's quite all right. Quite all right. You can tell How who, dare you, Craig. <laughs> you can tell who runs everything. Because I'm like, we kind of maybe do this thing. What's the address again, Craig? Do we have t-shirts? We got t-shirts. You know what I mean? Like, I just don't know. 
Craig runs everything and then emails me and tells me what we're doing. And I say, thank you. <laughs> That's what I do. I just say, thank you, Craig. You're in charge. You're the boss man. <laughs> you do it up. You know better than me. And yes, now it is time for our heroes and villains of the week. I've got uh, like a light, like a light villain. Like, uh, like it, it was pretty entertaining because this movie reminded me that I did who, who I believe was try at least trying to be a pickup artist, uh, tried to pick me up once when I first arrived to Toronto. Um, I was hanging out. Uh, firstly, uh, now, if you don't live in Toronto, this is not an important piece of information, but it was at the Dufferin Mall, just to set a scene for you. <laughs> If you if you want to know what the Dufferin Mall is like, it's kind of like like time forgot this mall. You know what I mean? Like you step inside and you're like this. This doesn't have the vibe of a mall. This is where people hang out that don't like life. This is there's there's garbage bags in the trees at all times. Okay, if you drive by, it looks like a uh, litter of ghosts. Um, anyway, so this guy comes up to me and this is his line. Uh, he goes, "Hey, I really like your shoes." And I'm like, "All right, <laughs> okay." cool right and he starts then you know he's kind of starts in with like oh like i'm so and so whatever and then you know starts asking all the questions you want to hear from a stranger like where are you going do you live near here all those fun things that you certainly want to answer <laughs> for sure right so this guy i know what's going on i'm kind of like all right i'm gonna i'm kind of the person that i feel a little socially awkward so i'll probably humor you for a little bit I'm not, I want to treat you like you're a person in front of me and a human being, but I also know what this is. So the second I get an exit, I'm going to leave. Okay. Cause fuck this. Like, it's going to be a no thank you for me today. Right. Anyway. So I do, I escape. No problem. Okay. This guy <laughs> heads to another woman. It's like, clearly I love these guys that, that heard that dating is a numbers game. And they were like, that's all the information I need. <laughs> don't tell me another piece of advice. I don't need it. This is it. Right. Anyway, two days later, I'm at a, I'm at Dufferin station. All right. I'm uh, going to get on the subway. Guess who comes walking up to me? <laughs> it's my buddy. <laughs> it's my buddy from the other day. And he goes, hey, just wanted to tell you, I really like your shoes. <laughs> I fucking, I, 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 I couldn't believe it. I get just the biggest grin on my face. I'm so excited. I'm so excited that this is happening to me because I just think it's so fun because now my mind's racing. I'm like, do, are these shoes really nice and that's the thing he's got to pinpoint or is he walking up to every woman saying he likes their shoes or like what's the game here like I'm trying to figure this guy out because like I love weirdos and I'm like you're fucking weird buddy I like this anyway and I'm just grinning like a fucking idiot okay because he's asking me <laughs> in in like the exact same questions in order clearly this is written down somewhere you know what I mean and I'm just like I'm grinning so Lord, like he can't handle it. And all of a sudden it clicks in with this guy. He goes, oh, and his face just drops. He goes, have I done this to you before? <laughs> and I go, yeah, buddy. <laughs> and he just looks at me, he goes, oh, sorry. And just walks away. And I am howling. Like the rest of this station is looking at me, keeled over, cannot breathe, can't breathe. And just this defeated man walking away from me. Oh, made my day, made my day. So like, I guess kind of a, but kind of a hero. Cause yeah. that's so funny to me. You go, oh man, so good. So good. Anyway, <laughs> what do you got for us, Tracy? Mine is not nearly as good, um, <laughs> but similar. Mine would be like, uh, 
uh, yeah, this is the most, I guess I'd say original pickup line yeah. that I have ever heard. I have never had anybody use this line on me before this or after. Um, it was a Best Buy employee. Um, <laughs> Wait, uh, I'm sorry. Can I ask you one qu- On the clock? On the clock. On in the a clock. blue All shirt. Right. <laughs> in a blue shirt inside of a Best Buy. He's at work. Um, I go up and I'm like, hey, uh, I'm looking for this phone charger. And he's like, okay. And then just sort of stands there and I'm like, so could you like show me where that is or like tell me like what aisle to, you could just point and I'll walk in the direction you pointed. And he's like, are those your real eyes? (laughs) 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 Not, Not... you have nice eyes. Not, I like your eyes. Are those your real eyes? Oh, yes. Yes. We love it. Part of me is so sympathetic because, like, you understand the two sentences that were trying to come together. It's just the worst possible. Are those your real eyes? Oh, yum. I love that. Did you give him your number? Uh, Of course I did. Oh, man. That would have sold me. I'd be like, yes, sir. Are those your real eyes? I hope so, because I'm going to steal them. Those would look so nice in the jar beside my bed. Oh, that's so gross. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Okay. Uh, well, I um, I also I, I have a hero uh, uh, this week. So um, I don't know if you have you guys have ever had this where um, all of a sudden you're introduced to something or like you learn something and it brings a whole bunch of different things together in your life that you never realized were connected. Um, so something like that sort of happened to me. So my hero of the week is vitamin D. Oh my God. (laughs) Vitamin D. Let me tell you, I have been living my life being like, how important is vitamin D anyway? And how deficient could I possibly be? And the answer to both of those questions is very, very (laughs) I had a blood test and they're like, oh my God. Uh, Who could have guessed that a guy who hasn't left his house in nine months (laughs) would be deficient in the sunshine vitamin? But here we are. Because like I was like A B is like I got this blood test A B and C I'm totally fine but vitamin D I am treating like it is an entry in an Indiana Jones series where I'm like as long as you got the first three don't even bother with the fourth one right <laughs> I for some I've been envisioning vitamin D as being like something that people just invented to try and sell you something that's how I've been treating it like like it's a like it's a, a warranty on an HDMI cable or something mm-hmm. where it's like what am I gonna do if it breaks down in two years I'm gonna throw it out and buy a new one. I'm not buying this fucking warranty. Uh, <laughs> but like, and in my defense, I will say I think that uh, vitamin D sounds made up. Uh, <laughs> yeah, by a guy trying to pick up a woman. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, because like vitamin A is like you need milk some and vitamin eggs. D. <laughs> <laughs> but like, you know what I mean? Like, vitamin A is like milk and eggs. Uh, vitamin B, leafy greens. Vitamin C is like citrus fruit. Like we all know that. that all sounds like places where you should get nutrients from, right? 
Uh, vitamin D is sunshine and mushrooms. Like that doesn't sound <laughs> like a source of nutrients. That sounds like something Rebecca would say as a yeah. curse when things don't go right. right? Like, sunshine and mushrooms. <laughs> break down. Well, this is all sunshine and mushrooms. Hundred <laughs> percent. But so I, I started taking supplements for vitamin D, and oh my god, guys, you know me. I am not a party guy. But this must be what cocaine feels like. <laughs> oh my God. I have so much energy, so many great business ideas. A drone that carries your coat while you shop. That's, a, that's <laughs> right off the top. But like you look up all the symptoms of vitamin D deficiency, it's like fatigue, muscle aches, joint pain, depression. It's like I assumed all of that was just 2020. Uh, and it turns out it's just my body stealing life from my bones, is what that was. <laughs> So, <laughs> damn, dude. Yeah, sounds like I need D. some vitamin D. You might. Uh, <laughs> so, I guess my conclusion, I would say, if they go to the trouble of discovering and naming a vital nutrient, it probably means you should have it. <laughs> so, vitamin D, it it'll cure what ails you as long as what ails you is a vitamin D deficiency. <laughs> <laughs> vitamin D. Um, that's my hero of the week. I think that does it uh, for us. Uh, Rebecca, where can people grab you? Oh, as always, you can follow me at Rebecca Reads on Instagram or Twitter. Yeah, uh, Tracy, what do you? Where can people get in touch with you? What what projects are you working on? Yeah, people can find me on social media at at Hamiltrace, uh, and I also host a podcast called Love Is Everywhere, which you two have both been guests on. Craig, you were the very first guest ever was, on yeah. the podcast. Oh, yeah, I interview comedians about things that are supposed to make you happier. And uh, yeah, so go check that out wherever you're listening to this, probably. Yeah. Love is everywhere. It's, re- it's really charming, so check it out. And uh, as always, you can follow me at uh, Craig Fay Comedy on uh, Facebook and uh, Twitter. And uh, that does it for us. Uh, just one quick, uh, qu- one more quick announcement. Um, we, uh, as, as those of you who follow us on uh, social media know, uh, uh, but uh, in the holidays between Christmas and New Year's, we did run a little impromptu competition to find the ultimate hero and villain of 2020. And since this is our, uh, our, our first episode of 2021, we thought we would end the episode off by sharing with you the, the story that took it all. And it was a Rebecca Reed's story, Banana on a Boat from our Jaws episode. Uh, so if you missed all that, we, we've got it for you after this. Uh, but that's been us uh, for The Villain Was Right this week. Tune in next week when we are doing Inception, uh, which I think will be a really, uh, really fun one. And until then, uh, this is The Villain Was Right, uh, reminding you to always carry your EpiPen. We're going to go fishing on Lake Ontario. You can like hire guys to take you out, I guess, on their boats. And then it's sometimes it can be pretty expensive. But whatever. So we book this guy, and this guy, like, blows us off, which is so weird. He's just like, oh, sorry, like, something happened with the boat. We we can't do it, we can't do it, we can't do it. And we're like, okay, that sucks, but what can you do, right? Uh, two weeks later, he says, okay, if you want, you guys can come out this weekend, and uh, we're, we're going to go on our fishing trip, whatever. And it's going to cost you, like, half price, or you guys can decide the price, basically. Um, we're like, oh, okay. So we go out. And this guy, the second we arrive, I can tell this this man is not correct, okay? This man is not <laughs> all together, okay? He doesn't have his life together. To the point where 
there are several moments during the trip where I'm like, I don't think this is your boat. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, truly, I don't think this is your boat. Because he start first he starts and he's, he starts going on these stories, right? Um, about like how he like own, he owned a gas station and he owned this and like, I'm, uh, I'm starting an app. And then he just basically explained an app that already exists. It was so weird. I was like, this guy's a space cowboy. Like you can't believe anything coming out of this guy's mouth. Anyway, as soon as we get on this boat, we, we, we've packed snacks, right? Cause it's going to be a day, right? So he tells us to bring snacks, Gatorade, all that kind of whatever. Right. So we get our thing of snacks and um, my brother pulls out a banana and he goes, what are you doing? Like he stops dead. Like it, this is, this is not correct to him. He's like, what are you doing? And he's like, I, I don't know. I was going to eat this banana, man. <laughs> like, what do you want? And he's like, there are no bananas on the boat. And he starts freaking. He's like, you cannot have a banana on this boat. He's like, if we have bananas on the boat, we're not going to catch anything all day. We're not going to catch anything. But you can't have bananas on the boat. Bananas are bad luck on a boat. Can't have bananas on a boat. I gotta tell you, I've been on a lot of boats. I've never heard this before in my life, okay? Never in my life have I heard this, right? So this guy is like, and we don't want to throw these bananas away. So I'm like, okay, we'll, we'll just eat them right now. Like, we're already out on the water, right? So, like, me and my family, we're all eating, like, we're eating bananas. <laughs> like, I, I think my brother ate, like, three back-to-back. -back. Okay, like, we're all just stuffing these bananas into our faces because this wizard man told us to. I don't know. Anyway, and he is taking these banana peels and just launching them into Lake Ontario. He's just <laughs> launching them into the lake. And I'm like, I, what... What is going on here? Like, this guy is... The only thing he said that I believed was that he was divorced. I was like, that that checks out. That checks out, actually. I'm pretty sure that's true. Um, anyway, he's launched these bananas out. Anyway, we're on the, out on the water. Like, three hours goes by. We don't have a bite. But it's also very clear that this guy has no idea how to fish. So, like... He doesn't know where to go. He's like he and he but he's talking like he really knows, which is very funny. Three, four hours goes by. We haven't caught a thing. He's like, you know what? This isn't right. This isn't right. He's like, I'm going to pull up. I'm going to I'm going to pull up the real. We're going to see what's going on here. Right. And I hand to God. I've never seen anything funnier than this. He pulled up the reel and there was a fucking banana peel attached <laughs> to the line. And I have never laughed so hard in my entire, I don't think I've ever laughed so hard in my entire life. I was crying laughing. He, this man starts, he's like, oh my God. Okay, of course, of course. This is why we haven't been catching anything. I told you no bananas on the boat. I told you no bananas on the boat. I... Oh, we, we could barely, he had to yell because we were all laughing so hard. <laughs> it was honestly, I, I, I couldn't write anything funnier than that. No. Like him pulling that peel up. I, could, I oh. can't believe he was right. <laughs> the Villain Was Right was produced by Andrew Ivamy for the From Superheroes Network. For more great podcasts like this, as well as YouTube series, webcomics, and so much more, visit FromSuperheroes.com.